Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big, and you're listening to Music Mania. Get ready for some screaming heavy metal! We rock! But the evil that men do... Clinton! We're gonna bang your You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. And it's only getting bigger and better as we move along through the year. Guys, it's wintertime right now. It's going to be spring soon. It's going to be summer. There are going to be uh, the big summer tours coming up. There's going to be a lot more to do. But in the meantime, your money stays and plays with us here at the Music Media Podcast as we delve even back further than we usually do. We're going back to the mid-60s, to the early 70s, to one of my favorite bands, the Guess Who, and original member and drummer Gary Peterson is going to be joining me to talk about uh, the history of the band, what's going on now, the fact that uh, they're still going. Um, in fact, we were able to get a hold of the Guess Who through uh, a guest we had at the end of 2017, back in December, Rudy Sarzo who's a bassist extraordinaire, played with many bands, of course, from Ozzy to Quiet Riot to White Snake. He is currently the bass player for the Guess Who, and I kind of got my gears turning a little bit. I was like, you know what? I love going back to that era, and I love, you know, American Woman was such a big song for the Guess Who, and and, and was sort of a hard, edgier song than what the, the band was in its inception. We're going to talk to Gary and uh, about that and much more, of course. Uh, the Guess Who went on to have a, a lot of big hits, like No Time, Laughing, These Eyes, Share the Land. I tell you what, the Guess Who are a band that should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They are not currently. We're going to talk to Gary about the fact maybe is there some Canadian bias going on with that. So some big things coming up for the Guess Who. Um, of course, they have a new album coming out this year. We're going to talk to Gary about that. They've got a lot of dates coming up. They're going to be playing. So be sure to go to theguesswho.com to get all the tour dates, guys. This is still a band out there, still doing it. Um, obviously, you know they've moved on without um, a lot of their original members, but they're going out there. And Gary's a founding member and the drummer and, and just a part of this through its inception. And it's just important to support a band like this, the Guess Who. You know, a band that I grew up with my my parents listening to, and I was very, I was always just intrigued by their name, that sound in American Woman the crunchy guitar, just kind of the, the otherworldly uh, singing style. I just, the, some, that song has appeared so many times and as a part of, uh, you know, of, of, of the lexicon of, of both pop culture and music. So before we get into that interview with Gary, I've got to tell you about our sponsor. It is CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri, guys. It is at 2504 Northeast 57th Terrace for over 22 years, a staple of the Northland area, guys. I bought 95% of the music that I own in my collection from CD Warehouse. That's from CDs to DVDs to vinyls and more. They buy, sell, and trade. Go see my buddy Randy Ringer in there today and uh you know hit him up it's just a great place to hang out if nothing else go up there and, and, and bother randy and the guys up there give them a call at 816-455-2130 and they will hook you up with any and all of your music needs guys cd warehouse in gladstone a staple of the northland well it's a pleasure here we're being joined of course by gary peterson drummer and founding member of the guess who gary i just can't thank you enough for coming on and doing this interview with us man it's, it's really important for us and we can't thank you enough well, you know, when I come from the era of press and, and tele, somewhat television and radio, 
And when you don't want to talk to these people, I think you should hang up your spikes. That's interesting. I had not heard that perspective. And of course, yeah, especially then how important it was just to do all the radio spots and all the things that you had to do. It's definitely different now. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, how has it changed? Your medium is the new promotion. Right. Yeah, that's the you interesting know, thing. Everyone has a... understand that, you know. And besides, it's always interesting to, to talk to people that are perhaps interested in the story that you've gone through for 56 years. Yes, that is incredible. And it's funny, I was just talking to fellow uh, Winnipeg native uh, Chris Jericho, who has a wonderful podcast, of course, to himself, uh, about about this and just about... Uh, and it's funny, because and you, maybe you can confirm this, he always says that people, that uh, Winnipeg is really different and that they don't necessarily herald the stars that come out of Winnipeg. They kind of, they don't, he doesn't seem to think that they really uh, embrace maybe that uh, the stars that, uh, you know, that make it out of Winnipeg. Is that something that you... Would agree with? No, I, you know, I, I don't think it, it was that. I think the problem is, is that Winnipeg being so small that that uh, people maybe don't believe that anyone uh, can become a quote-unquote uh, star um, from that town. Now, in our day, um, you know, we were always the, the biggest stars in that city once we had our band together. And so we had that local adulation, but then once they saw us on American Bandstand and knew, uh, saw the press coming out of the United States, Canada kind of lives in that shadow, you know, uh, at that time. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot more stars from, from the country now. If you look at uh, Celine Dion and uh, Michael Bublé and, uh, you know, uh, all the other uh, uh, Tragically Hip and, you know, the the list goes on and on now. We might have been the pioneers for that. But I think once once the United States puts its approval, and let's face it, rock and roll was born in the United States. And once they accepted us as stars, we were very big stars in Canada. Well, absolutely. I mean, just to think of the body of work that you guys did, I mean, from, of course, American Woman to Laughing, These Eyes, Undone, Share the Land, the big hits. You are in, of course, the Canadian Music Hall of Fame. I was shocked. I was was befuddled to find... The guess who is not in the um, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and and I can't believe that. It just shocked me to hear that, considering some of the names that are in there. What is your take on that? Obviously, at some point, hopefully, it happens. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Um, in the era that we were, uh, say from 1965 to 75, when we had the majority of those hits, um, we were considered a pop band that was played on AM radio. We we weren't really an FM band like Led Zeppelin or The Doors, you know, this cool, cool image uh, of a band. So I think that kind of stigma still exists today. I'm, I don't think we'll ever go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. And, and that's okay. I mean, that's kind of, for me anyways, not needed to validate uh, the achievements that we uh, had coming out of a, a city in, in the middle of uh, Canada of 500,000 people. Well, so, you know, if they put us in, it would be a great honor. 
because most of the people that are in there, uh, we grew up with at this time. And, and before we had our hits, we played their songs on stage. Sure, and you guys uh, actually getting ready to embark on uh, several shows coming up here in the month of February and March. Uh, you guys go out, I believe, Davenport, Iowa, February 10th is where this thing starts at the Rhythm City Casino, and you got several shows, yeah, Gary, we, coming up, man. That'll be great. Yeah, we just had a really cool gig, uh, uh, which wasn't publicized uh, because it was a private corporate date in Las Vegas on Monday, which which would have been the 8th. We played for the CES convention at Harmon, mm-hmm. uh, which is the, the electronics company. That's the uh, consumer electronics show where they have all the new technology. And we played a private party for Harmon and JBL. And um, a good friend of ours got up on stage and sang one of our new songs off our upcoming album. And... Uh, and also sang two verses of American Woman and No Time, and his name is Tommy Shaw from Styx. Wow. <laughs> so that was kind of a really cool night because it was a surprise for everyone. No one, you know, knew. And, and of course, we had a, a great deal of fun with it. It's always great if you can get, you know, somebody from our, our, our contemporaries uh, to come up and, because we never get a chance to play together, right? You know? That's, we're like ships passing in the night most times. <laughs> Absolutely. So it, was, it was really cool. And then, you know, that might even be the highlight of the year by the time the year's over. Who knows? Well, hey, you got some shows coming up. We're actually really good friends with uh, your bass player there, Rudy Sarzo. We just had him on um, just a few weeks ago, and I'm just such a huge fan of his work. Just talk about the musicians that you're working uh-huh. with, man. You got some Derek uh-huh. Sharp, great guys, man. This is a great band you guys got going out here as the guess who right now. Yeah, Clint, I actually listened to your podcast. Oh, wow. With Rudy, yeah. So I thought it was really great. And then when I listened to it, I thought, why does he want to talk to me? This is like a heavy metal thing. <laughs> you know what? The, the, but we've had Tommy James I, I, on our show, Gary. We've had Tommy James. We have done it all. We've had Dion yeah. DiMucci. That's so important. I think there's so, to celebrate so many eras of rock and so many different genres, it is so important for us, and that's why we want to get a hold of you. And I, I tell you what, I told Rudy in that podcast that I was a bigger Guess Who fan than I was a Who fan, and I, and I mean that uh, from way back, and that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. As you mentioned, Dion. Uh, Dimitri, yep. Um, in 1965, when we had Shaken All Over as our first hit record in the States, uh, when, when we first became the guest, we were on tour, on a, a tour with several acts, like kind of like a Dick Clark tour. And uh, he was on it with uh, Dion, Dimitri, uh, Dion and the Belmonts. Yep. And that, that's the first time we'd ever seen marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't uh, surprise me. <laughs> and I'll never forget that because here were these naive young guys from Winnipeg coming and listening. And I mean, he was an idol of ours. You yeah. Know? Uh, and uh, so that's kind of an interesting story how far back we go. 
Well, it's unbelievable, and I and I just look back and I, I talk to Tommy James about this, and you look at to guys that are all around your age that kind of came up in that golden era of rock radio, and and, and you know it's it's unbelievable to think where we are now, and it's a sobering thought to think that we've lost so many people from that era, and we continue to do so, and it's a sobering thought for me as a fan to know that your heroes aren't going to last forever, and that's a that's a tough that's the tough part of this. It's a tough part of life, and especially as a music fan. Yeah, well, you know, it, you can never go back. You know, you can never go back because it's never the same. But it's so great when you cherish the past and preserve it, you know, um, because everything that's to come in music is based on the past. That is so, so, so true. And especially for me, I kind of live in the past. That's just kind of how it is for me. I'm 33 years old and my my uh, my musical knowledge doesn't go well past beyond the year 1998 or so. So I, I'm, I'm just, I, you know, that's my, my kind of era. And I tell you, I want to ask you too, we talked about Rudy, great bass player. He's played with them all. Talk about uh, your singer and uh, Derek Sharp. What a band, Leonard Shaw, you know, you've got Will. What? Just talk about this car- incarnation of the Guess Who and how important it is for you for the legacy of the band to keep this going yeah I, I you know it's it's kind of interesting because we've had many many members go through this band and in my opinion and, and I, I think I probably am a pretty good expert having been there <laughs> six years I think this is a really really talented maybe the most talented uh, combination of musicians and and uh and so on, but um, yeah, it's great, and, and it was wonderful to go into uh, Blackbird Studios in, in uh, Nashville and cut the new album. I, I kind of was in tears because we were doing it on all the equipment there, which uh, um, Martina McBride's husband, uh, John, has there, and he has all over the walls Beatles memorabilia. And I just, after 45 years of not having done an album with this band, I thought I'm so grateful to be here right now. And I never thought I'd ever get a chance to relive this, you know, whether whether the record is successful or not. It was just going through the process that we had gone through like 45 years ago. It was just, a, a complete cathartic uh, time for me. So yeah, and that, it's, it, it, it'll be it'll always remain as a very special album, and it's it's kind of one of the first albums out of all the albums I've recorded where I truly liked every. There's ten cuts on the album, and I and I like it. I can't decide which one I like the best. Wow, you know, it's one of those things which you know that doesn't really happen that often. No, no, that's and then that's um, at this stage to have that occur is so amazing. And it's funny you mentioned the the, the Beatles posters being being on the wall because um, you know I talked to to my mom before I did this interview and she's a huge Guess Who fan and she's in her sixties and I said, Mom, you know I'm going to talk to to Gary Peterson from the from the Guess Who and she goes, You know what? At one point in time, I gar- the, the Guess Who were bigger than the Beatles. That was her immediate response to that, and that that meant a lot. That showed just the far-reaching impact, and you know what I mean. I think you had two number one hits at the same time in 1970. For about a month. Yeah. For, for about a month. Well, that was when uh, American Woman and uh, uh, the flip side, which was No Sugar Tonight, 
they were they were on the flip side. And right. They were on 145, and they both charted number one at the same time. And the <laughs> only other people that I know of that have done that would be Elvis, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, and the Guess Who. Pretty good company. Uh, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I don't mean to... I don't really don't mean to put us in that company because we are not, of course. You know that that is reserved for those people that that level of achievement. But it's kind of nice to to have to be able to for for just that particular record be be uh, mentioned in the same name, you know, in the same uh, sentence. Well, you talk about recording this new album, and I can't wait to to hear that. And you know, just how important is it? to continue recording new music, especially in an era where people consume music so many different ways. Of course, there's YouTube and Spotify and all these different things, but how important is it uh, for you guys to, to keep uh, recording new music, you know, for your fans? I know it's a, you know, it's, people say, oh, it's a dying art recording an album. I think it's something that needs to continue to happen for music to, to go into the future. Uh, I mean, and it's important. I mean, radio stations or whoever is putting records out, or, or music out in whatever form, whether it's on the internet or or wherever, um, it's important for them to understand that artists, no matter what their age is, are still interested in creating. And if you don't give them an outlet for that music, they won't create and they'll be playing the same songs for 50 years. You know, yeah. that's kind of frustrating for a musician and an artist it's one thing to write a song but if you if you don't get to play it with a band or or have someone else do the song it, you know it's kind of frustrating so this album will 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 take care of my frustration of not being able to create anything for 45 years and the newer guys in the band who every night have to you know, play the, the same songs that were recorded like 40, 50 years ago, and, and they they don't have anything that they've, they have done part of, and that's what this new album will do for us. And hopefully it, it goes out to the fans when we put it out in, I think it'll be out in uh, uh, June this year, time we get everything together, and uh, I hope they enjoy it because it's really reflective of the talent of this particular uh, congregation of the Gassu. Well, I think it's so interesting to think about someone uh, like yourself that sort of came in uh, in the early days of rock and roll. Of course, you had Elvis, you had Little Richard, you had bands like that, but on into your era when in the, in the uh, mid-60s, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, if you look on the internet now, if you go to... Uh, to Apple, uh, to the music on uh, iTunes, you'll see us uh, a song of ours that can be downloaded. That is Lucille by Little Richard. We we redid it. Yes, because I always loved that song so much. That you know, and that, and, and, and kind of waited for a group of guys that could re recapture that. You know, that is. I'm glad so, you yeah, brought that we, up. Yeah. I love we listened it. to all of those people coming up sure. and, and and played all their music up until the time we had enough music of our own to play, you know. And, and and now, of course, there's so many so many artists that have that have covered Guess Who songs. Of course, probably the most famous is Lenny Kravitz's "American Woman." I always wanted to know uh, just kind of what your thoughts on that cover was. 
it was great. It's hard to take a song that's in one key and never changes, and never changes the chord. It's in E and it stays in E. Lenny was able to modulate it and kind of give it a hip hop flavor. And one of our thrills was to get on stage with him in Toronto and both bands play it. Wow. That's awesome. In Toronto, that, that uh, much music there. Oh, yes. That abs- yes. That is so cool. Yeah. What a, what a, what a career. And, and, but, you know, it, it's great that he did it. I, 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 he might have even had a number one with that. I, I'm not sure. Could have been. He did a, a very big rarity for uh, a person to, to cover a number one hit and have another number one hit with it. Yeah, that is just shows the uh, you know just the far-reaching effects of, of those songs and the, and how oh, timeless yeah. it is and how timeless you are uh, as an artist and the the guess who and these songs that will will live on and I think that's what's what's important going forward. I think that you know I don't know what the future of rock and roll is, but I know that the songs you did, the foundation that bands like the Guess Who laid, it, that will never be forgotten, and that's what's that's what's important. And I hope that I hope that yeah, that's something that you you know realize each day that there's people that really appreciate these songs and that it's a part of their lives it's a part of their nomen it's a part of the lexicon of their existence that's how important yeah, music well, is when when we play after the show we we come down to where they sell our merchandise and we sign autographs till everyone's gone and that's when you have contact with the fans and they in their brief time when they come up to you they give you a little bit of insight into what this song or that song meant in their lives. And in, in, in America and in pop music, um, songs mark very special occasions in people's lives, like births, graduations, first girlfriend or boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, deaths, you know, it it marks very, very significant times in people's lives, and we don't. We only get that when someone will come up and tell us, and, and it's a very uh, powerful experience. That is the That's and that is what you just described as the pure essence of the connection between music and and people, and that's just wonderful. And I always think back. My favorite. You know, I think about all the songs you've done, but in American Woman has been used so many times in pop culture and in, in films. I always think back to the scene in American Beauty when Kevin Spacey is singing that song. It's like one of the most poignant scenes, and I think in film history, it was it won Best Picture. That I don't know if you if you recall that exact mo, you know, that film. I, that's just one of my favorite moments that uh, that I guess who song's ever been presented in. I love that part so much. Driving the car. Yeah, yeah, driving the car as, as he found out his wife's cheating on him. And what a perfect use of that song. I just absolutely love that. Well, there, that, that's what you go. But, you know, um, and, and, and as I said before, fans are one of the, the big equation. And the, there's the music, the band, the, the, the delivery system for the music. But without the fans... The equation doesn't work. Absolutely, I any t- any one of those missing, and it it wouldn't happen. So it takes a lot of people, not only not only the band, to make a hit. It it kind of it's kind of like a team. 
It sure is, and that's that is it right there. I tell you what, Gary, we're going to be looking for you out on tour. We're here in the Midwest. We got to get uh, the guess who over here. I know you're going to be in Iowa, February 10th. Everybody, we are going to be talking about the new album as soon as it comes out. Gary, please, we'll we'll reach out. We'd love to talk about that when it's released and help promote that. We just really appreciate everything uh, you've done, man. Anytime you uh, would like to speak to me, you know how to get a hold of me. That is. Amazing. It's just been a true honor as a, as a lifelong fan, Gary. Thanks so much. We'll catch up again soon. Good luck with the shows and the new album, and we will, uh, we'll catch you up with you soon down the road, my man. Okay. Oh, by the way, where are you located? We're in Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri, right in the, right in the heart of the country. So uh, we gotta, we got to get you guys over here for sure. Yeah, that would be great. I haven't been there for a while. We got a lot of we got a lot of venues, a lot of great venues here, a lot of uh, a lot of casinos. As I, I don't know how I know that. I just uh, I just I heard there's a lot of casinos here. <laughs> so <laughs> we got a lot of a lot yeah, of venues. I, they had a great uh, theater there, there. I think that we played. I can't remember the name. of it. I think it. you guys might have played the Uptown Theater here, which is an awesome venue in and of itself. I think it was the Uptown. Uh, that- that's it. Yep. I remember that. Uh-huh. That's uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was at that show. That is great. Uh I tell you what, Gary, can't thank you enough, man. Let's stay in touch and uh best of luck with everything, man. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. You bet. We'll talk soon. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye. What a great conversation with Gary. Cannot thank him enough for coming on to, to talk about uh, the Guess Who from their inception to the fact that they're still around today at 72 years old, guys. Gary, still very much a part of this, still taking this uh, thing called the Guess Who out on the road, playing some shows, got a new album out. I love that. I support the fact that these guys want to, to keep doing this and to put new music out for their fans. And, you know, Gary's a bright guy. He knows a lot about this business. He's been there, a lot of stories. Um, just a wonderful a wonderful thing for us to to get this interview and to to have Gary on, and we're going to have your back throughout uh, the rest of this year in 2018. Uh, I'm busy with a lot of projects. I'm actually filming a documentary uh, this next fall, so working on that quite a bit. Doing the music stuff, of course, as um, winter gives way to spring and summer, I will be out there covering a lot of concerts. Going to be in Tampa here in a couple weeks. Going to be covering the L.A. Guns show. Uh, Going to be reviewing that for the website MusicManiaPodcast.com. Be sure to check that out. Um, so that is uh, February 9th, I believe. February 9th, I will be in Tampa for LA Guns. Excited about that. We had Phil on this show uh, just about a month ago. So we'll see. May try to catch up with the guys and grab an interview with Tracy or, or Phil again, see what time allows for that. But in the meantime, next week, we're going to be joined by one of the great rock singers, guys of all time. I'm talking about Jeff Scott Soto, you know, a guy that from Journey to his solo project, uh, who just released a new album, also Sons of Apollo, one of the albums of the year in Hard Rock in 2017. We're going to be talking to him about that, his appearance in the movie Rockstar, singing in the place of Mark Wahlberg and Rockstar. Going to be talking about all of that. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Music Mania Podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on iTunes and YouTube, whichever way you choose to take in the show. We appreciate it. Thank you and God bless.